Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. This is episode, I already forgot what you said. 119. 119. <laughs> Jeez. And we... One day he'll learn how to one count. One day. People. I don't know how to one count One day all. he'll learn how to count. But we are, we are actually interviewing a couple of guests today that have had similar stories of some very creepy cryptids. Or, shall we just say, flesh walkers? Yes. Skin talkers. First, we have long-time friend, first-time caller. CG, uh, how's it going, everybody? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on to the pod. We appreciate it. And frequent flyer Jenna. Hi. <clears throat> yes, me and Trevor are in the same room. We are don't on worry. separate screens, but don't worry about it. If I randomly get up and walk away, it's because there's a child that's in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> So, today we are going to cover the topic that apparently has become very productive around Michigan, West Michigan, in fact, and that's the Wendigo. Considering we just talked about Dogman, it's kind of weird that Wendigo things would start happening because they're kind of similar with their lore. Yeah, kind of, a little bit. Not they're not necessarily the same creature, but like you could say that they both are like somewhat of a shapeshifter. Yeah, similar look. Kinda, yeah. I mean, if you consider Wendigos can take the form of pretty much anything, but a lot of the times you'll see them with like deer antlers and like humanoid bodies. Yeah. 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 So, Cam. What did you see? It was uh, like what last week you saw? Yeah, you know, it was it was odd. I you know I was in a park here. I'm gonna I'll refrain on what park it was, but um, I was in a park walking my dog. I have a 16 month old Rottweiler, and whenever he sees something, you know, off in the woods or something like that. And this is a pretty this this area is by water and things like that. But it's it's. I want to say completely secluded, but I was out there, you know, a little bit later than I should have. We were probably about eight o'clock at night and, you know, my dog alerted me, you know, he stood up, got stiff and, and, um, normally, you know, he's very well trained and, and he took off into the woods and I'm yelling at him, you know, as I'm kind of getting back off, you know, I got off the trail, I kind of got him back on the trail and I started whistling at him and, you know, to get him back and, you know, as I was whistling at him, I also had my headlamp light on as well. And I'm trying to see in the woods, like what he's looking at. And I just see glowing yellow eyes and it's probably a set of four to six of them. And I, and I, they weren't deer because the way that they were offset as far as the height goes, it, it was not, it was just odd. It, it, there was something, you know, were you seven, shining a flashlight at them. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had my light on them. But they weren't and white. They were yellow. Yeah, there, there's yellow. It was bright yellow eyes. I mean, it, it just 
and you know it, we're from Michigan. We see deer all the time, all the time in the woods. And it, you know, deer eyes will glow. You know, animal eyes will reflect. But you know, it was it was pretty. Uh, About how tall would you say they were? Like I know you said they varied, but yeah, it, probably seven, six to seven feet tall. I mean, it was was the tallest, and that was the two on the side, and and it was kind of it was staggered, and it was really odd. And I, and I stepped back, and I and I got back slowly and I had my sidearm sidearm on me and I had it drawn um as well because I didn't know because it was it was odd it was um it just it was approaching our way and you know deer typically don't do that um coyotes you know coyotes coyotes are like bobcats even I don't I don't believe that it'd be that big either most animals are gonna run if they come across the human even in the dark because they know they can get away easier. Exactly, and you know, and, and I hike that park. I hike this area. I'm always in the woods, and this is just the one time I've had in a long time where I felt just off. My, you know, I had goosebumps on my skin. It was, it was. I just felt there's like I, I don't want to say fear, but almost like a defensive fear. It's fight it was, or flight. It was weird. Yeah, it was. You know, I had my gun drawn. You know, and I only had you know you know, one clip on me. It's not like I, you know, I had a ton of ammo or a ton of stuff, you know, I'm, you know, out in the middle of the woods. I don't think, I don't think a pistol is taken out of Wendingo. No, probably I don't think it's a fair matchup. Honestly. Yeah. And, you know, and I backed up, I, I backed up. We, you know, I slowly backed up and, and we got back on the trail and I followed the trail and I just backed up, basically walked backwards, you know, with my gun drawn and just, you know, and I fired a warning shot down and, um, you know, prior to that, and it was just a weird encounter, man. Like I've never been, I just never felt like that in the woods before. It just felt like something was stalking. Um, did you hear any noises or anything like that? Or was it just like silent? It was like, so, well, it wasn't directly before that we heard some weird screeching in the woods, but like, I mean, other than that, it wasn't, it, it, I don't know. I was so like, there's so much adrenaline rushing through. I don't, I don't know. It was weird. That's weird. pretty wild. Yeah. Like, and like I said, like, I'm not, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't like to really, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I don't try to go out looking for stuff or anything like that, but, uh, it was definitely an uneasy feeling. And like I said before, I'm not, you know, one to make stuff up and you know things like that you got to be really careful you know when you're you know out in the woods and, and when you do you know when you are carrying you know things like that so would uh, you consider yourself a skeptic you know I, I always I'm not gonna lie I always is kind of a skeptic and you know I always I'm like you know that's bullshit whatever but right I don't know man that was weird that was weird um, some of the, like even if you're a skeptic, if you see it, like some of you, part of you kind of would want to believe it. I feel like even like I would, I know I would. I would be like I fucking seen something that wasn't normal. Like it's it's got to be, you know, something mythical or. Well, and knowing you as well as we do too, it's like you come from a very logical standpoint every time I talk to you. So it doesn't make sense that you just be like out of the blue one day. Yo, fairy tales are real. Yeah. Thank you. And that's what, you know, that's why, you know, I texted Riley last week and I was like, dude, you know, I was, I was just 
and I had to tell him about it. I was like, you know, you're right. You know, this stuff that, you know, I've been watching you guys for a while and I'm, you know, you, you hear stories. I mean, you read stuff on Reddit. You read a lot of BS out there too. I mean, there's a lot of storytellers out there and I'm not saying I'm, you know, anything, but what I saw, it was just weird. What I encountered was odd. It wasn't normal. I hike, you know, three to four times a week. Um, I go deep in the woods. I, you know, go with our dog without the dog and I feel safe 99% of the time. I feel fine, but yeah, I, I mean, I know the area that you hiked. I'd fish out in that area and like, I'm out there pretty much my whole summers are spent out there and it's one of the safest places you can go to like go on a really nice hike on the water and like see what Michigan has to offer. Like especially West Michigan with our river that runs right through that park. Like exactly. I, I've, I've heard weird things out in that area before, like fishing, just like noises, never seen anything for myself, like in the woods, but I've, I've heard shit. Like it sounded like, something big was like coming down by the water and like you're like shining the light over there and not seeing anything and it's just like something really big is over there and it's not a deer no it's not and that's it too and it's not it's not a deer it, it doesn't sit up like that you know a deer if it was you know you had two three four of them standing up on their hind legs would be you know six seven feet tall do, do uh do cougars eyes glow i think they do Hello? Cougar's eyes do going to be seven feet tall, though. No. It's, if it was in a tree, maybe. Maybe. It would look like it's taller. possible. But, but what, gonna, what are the chances you're going to see that many cougars? And would it not vocalize, too? Be like, yeah, hey, it'd probably growl. Like, probably growl or something. Yeah, and I didn't hear any, yeah, any like, deep growling or anything like that. It was, it was, it was oddly quiet. That's why, that's why it was... It was just weird, and, and like I said, the adrenaline was rushing pretty pretty hard too. It was just it was a weird encounter. Just and and you know that that there was what a couple of years ago somebody hit a a, a bear out that in, in that area. So you know with their car. So I don't yeah. know. I I still wouldn't assume that there would be like multiple bears sta- like standing on their hind legs looking at you like that though without doing anything for real. Like that just doesn't seem very likely to me at all. Exactly, you're right. And and if you know, we know how protective bears are. You know? <laughs> bears are gonna probably tr- they're gonna charge at you. I mean, not Most all likely, the time. Yeah. Cubs and and things like that. It's yeah. I don't know. I mean, seeing a bear two weeks or a week ago with how cold it is, that's so unlikely. Right. That's true. They'd be hibernating by now. They should be sleeping by now. I would think. Especially with that boating, fuck. Yeah, so much less, you know, boating and fishing activity in that area too. I mean, there's nobody out there anymore, so it's like, you know, maybe that invites. I don't know. Yeah, you can hunt out there. Yeah, but hunting's basically over now. Not many people are hunting anymore. Everybody already filled their tags. That's right. And that's the thing. So I and I don't know. It, It was weird. It was a weird encounter and. Uh, my dog was was going crazy and and um you know he's he's pretty level headed too so he's uh, very well trained and odd <coughs> for him to act like that too i mean it was something he didn't want to back down from which right. was you know like a pre- it was a predator stance you know that he that he had on and he's a rottweiler so yeah he's like full protect mode yeah it was i mean i i was trying to move him too man he's a 100 and some pounds and it's like trying to pull this dog 
you know, back. It's like, it took me 11 minutes to realize what goes bump tonight was backwards. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't we, uh, why don't we have Jenna tell her story yeah, now? Yeah, Jenna, and what we can was, cause them. yours is, like, the reason why I wanted to have both of you guys on here is, like, your stories are actually very similar, and they happen within a day of each other. Really? That's, that's, uh... Okay, so I work third shift right now doing snow removal, and we do, like, this, I guess you would call them, like, a condominium down by the beach. Aren't they, like, duplexes? Yeah, I guess so. They're just, they're for, they're really nice, yeah. (laughs) So, and we have to do the whole entire thing, so not a lot of light is shine onto, like, the dunes, um, kind of, like, behind the lake, and we were parked next to where they are building, like, a garage or something, and we were taking a break because we were about to leave to go to the gas station, and I just, like, look off in the distance, and I see the same set of eyes and everything, and I'm just like, huh, so I kind of, like, move. To see if, like, maybe it's, like, a house or something's back there. But there's not a house back there. And I was like, okay, that's not a deer. Because a deer literally let me get probably from where I'm sitting to where Riley's washer and dryer are. And didn't even move and that's didn't like even care. Nine feet, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and didn't even care that I was there. And I was like, okay, this is really weird. And then we left. And then uh, we came back to the same spot to finish, like, where we were to, like, go ahead and finish. It was gone, and then, like, that area was dark, and this was, like, at, I want to say, probably, like, 2.48 in the morning, so I've been working since 9.30 that night, and so I just thought I was just tired, like, you know, the sleepy eyes or whatever, and so we finished, and that area to go farther down to the main entrance by the USS Silversides, and I was doing a sidewalk there, then all of a sudden I heard a bell ring and men laughing. And mind you again, this is like at 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'm just like, I think I want to leave, like, now. <laughs> like, I want to go home now. So the eyes were glowing yellow? Yeah. But there was there any light illuminating on them? Like, like no, you guys there was didn't like, shine a light that way or nothing? No, because I didn't say anything to my crew lead or the other guy, because I was just like, I'm probably just seeing stuff. And how, how tall would you say it was? Uh, it was, like, peeking over the dune. So, Whoa. like, it was on the top of the dune? Yeah. Looking down at you? Like, the dune wasn't, like, super tall. Like, it had, like, a hump. You know, like, the weird humps on the dune. It was, like, on the smallest hump I could see, and I could just see the eyes. Well, how high up compared to where you were? So, like, if you're, oh, I don't, if you're standing I don't on the ground, was it, like, like up enough for you had to look up at it? Or was it, like, still almost eye level? It was still almost, like, eye level. Okay. So... That's weird. That's interesting. Yeah. That's creepy, but, especially the bells and, and things like that. I was going to say, and that, that's <laughs> another thing about Wendigos and flesh pedestrians, too, is they, they will mimic sounds to draw people's attention yeah. and draw them in. Oh, and we also yeah, have to... that's what they do on uh, Supernatural. They yell, and like, they sound like the person you're looking for, and then you go looking for them, and it's actually them. Now they got you in a position where they... You're vulnerable. And what was also weird is, like, we had to keep an eye out on coyotes down there. And my crew lead said that he saw three coyotes down by the lake and that we needed to be careful over there. And the night before, we saw a pack of coyotes. 
and um and they're protected there too like that's yeah. what's so oh, dumb. yeah because yeah. it's so like i don't know the dunes are like protected the only way you can hunt it is if you're part of like the sharpshooter groups that go out there oh you look it's yeah. like you have to be a special yeah. clearance type Ooh. of cia boy <laughs> so and then when we went back um i was with the other guy when i heard the noise and i like looked towards where my crew leads truck was and I saw something and I couldn't tell what it was. For me, it looked like a coyote. And the same thing with the other guy. So we ran to his truck because we were like, oh, we only have shovels in our hands. Like, we're not really going to do much. I'd take a coyote much. on with a shovel. <laughs> I would whoop its ass for a shovel. That's for sure. <laughs> so, and then. I'll our, take it on with my hands. And then our crew lead was right behind us. And we were like looking and like we could see it moving is the thing. And when we drove back over there to see what it was, it was just like three locks. But it was shaped like an animal type of thing. But that's the thing. A Wendigo can look probably look like something else if it's a shapeshifter. It was yeah. if it wants to look like a coyote. <laughs> if it wants to hide in plain sight, it'll hide in plain sight. It was just so weird because it was so you know? close. So and... You don't know if you're actually looking at a coyote if you're actually looking at a Wendigo. Yeah, we didn't know. We just hopped in the trucks and we left. <laughs> Aren't coyotes more pack animals too? Uh, or do they yeah. run singles yeah. usually? No, yeah, they're, they're, usually small packs. Yeah, between three but or five, I think you'll see them single up too, though. Right. Like so, they're they're not afraid to hunt by themselves. No. And that happened after I heard the bell ring and the laughing. It's weird. Is when we saw that weird thing that was just three logs, but it was shaped like an animal. Do you do you think you were like on the? On the, like already on the train after you saw that the first time and then heard the bells and the laughing that there was something there and you you mistook that. No, I just turned no. around to um because I was like nope after I heard the bell and the laughing to go find uh my crew lead and the other guy and that's when I saw it and I froze and I said hey what does that look like to you over there and he goes oh that's definitely a shape of a coyote <laughs> and we just ran to the truck. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm done with here. I'm done working over here at night. I'm done. Yeah, I mean, that area, too, is, like, it's it's urbanized, but not all of it is. So, like, the protected part of the dunes definitely could house animals, like, easily. Oh, easy. There's, dude, every time I go down to the beach or anything, I see, like, tons of deer. At, if you drive anywhere near the beach at night yeah, down there, like, it's just deer park fun land when we uh we also saw like um coyote tracks and deer tracks like the coyote was chasing the deer oh yeah yeah so <laughs> let me think i wonder how far away hoffmaster state park is compared to that on the on the coastline because it's all on the coast deer could walk that in a day. well that's what i was gonna say because it, it's relatively close and the state park itself is pretty big which i, I bet you anything could be in there and Make its way there's around. there's so many animals in that section of Muskegon. It's crazy. So I have another crazy theory. Do you think like Wendigos and flesh pedestrians can like be aquatic animals if they want to and go swim too? Why not? I yeah. I mean, right? Like, why not? Why like, couldn't they be a snake? I'm a snake. A snake. I'm a snake. <laughs> or an would insect. you want to be a something that wasn't predatory though? I feel like I would want to be something predatory. I want to be a bird. Right. Like, I would want to be something that doesn't have, you know, a lot of natural 
enemies. A majestic eagle. Right, because nothing's going to try to kill you. <laughs> exactly. But, like, if I chose to be, like, a rabbit, like, that, I could get screwed over there and get eaten or shot or That's ran over. That's very true. <laughs> or if I'm a turtle, like, I'm just slow and can just go into a shell. It could be a turkey. <laughs> Getting shot with a shotgun. Turkeys are just dumb. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're the most terrifying turkey you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> raptor turkey. A raptor turkey. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really all that happened there. Because after all that stuff happened, we left super fast to go to our next uh, spot we had to do. That's. But it was weird. Is the next terrifying. the next like um, place we have to do is kind of just like that one. It's by woods and everything, and I didn't get weirded out like I did at that the first place. Like, it was just normal. That was on Monday, and his encounter was on Wednesday. That's so weird that it was right then and there. I wonder if they saw the same thing. Maybe. Is that park even by the U.S. No, but that's the thing, is like... Wendingo? That's I nothing. I could travel that far, like, easily. That's nothing for a supernatural creature, are you kidding me? We don't know what kind of capabilities it has if it has, like, superpower type shit where it can, like, blink in and out of existence. Or, boom, I'm a seagull and I just fly. Exactly. If it can shapeshift into whatever it needs to be to fit the purpose it's doing, oh, yeah, I bet you it could get around all over these counties. Probably all over Michigan, if need be. All over the world, probably. The world. Well, and that the crazy part to me, too, is, like, there's a lot of accounts in Canada. There's accounts all over the U.S., all over where there's been native territory and every tribe has said something about this stuff. They said that this is part of their, like, not folklore, I guess, but, like, their heritage where this stuff really, really, really happens. Like, they warn you of this, like, your whole life. Like, if you encounter this thing, like, it's not going to be good. You know what's weird, though? I just listened to um your guys' episode of Dogman the day before. Yeah. Before any of this happened. And I didn't think, I didn't like put didn't two like and two together. So, yeah. shout out, shout out Alex Baxter because he's actually the one that kind of pushed, pushed me to, to do Dogman because up at his hunting property, he kept finding these scratch marks that were like seven to eight feet up in a tree. Oh my god. And there are bears up there, but he doesn't think there's any bears that should be that big. Like reaching that far up into a tree, they could be. Especially if it's not like there's claw marks on the bottom and it's higher than that immediately. But uh, it's really odd. He sent me pictures too. I'll I'll post them. But it's just really weird because they're deep and they they look really strange. That is odd. I mean, who who's to say that there are animals and or creatures that we cannot figure out what they are? That live in our our ecosystems that are just smart enough to like. If the camera will be able. To it's not it going to pick it up because of the background. All right, I'll have to send it. But uh, who's to say though that like they're not intelligent enough to just like not be found that way? So like Sasquatch and certain types of like primates that have high intelligence like that. Like, who's to say that they're not smart enough to be like, oh. I'm going to leave when I feel something's wrong instead of, like, an animal that runs off feral instincts. It's hard to say. It's just weird that, like... Bless you. There could be some... Like, maybe maybe Dogman's not on the Sevens anymore. Maybe he never was. What if this isn't a Wendigo that's 
causing a muckus. What if it's dog a man? A muckus. And a muckus. I love that. A muckus. Or what if it's not even say like a Wendigo or a Dogman? What if it's like literally an animal that we haven't classified yet? Which I mean, I guess you could say that that's what they are, but still, it's an SCP gotten loose. An SCP gotten no, loose. No, we're we're fucked then. SCPs are terrifying. <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> we do be on the fuck. I mean, side. Frick, can you say? No, we just swear all okay. the time. Okay. <laughs> I said there was no brakes on the rape train on one episode. He did say that. I 100% said that. I don't know why you had to say it again. I, it, it makes its way back around once a <laughs> Choo-choo, motherfucker. Alright, I almost have these scratch marks pulled up. Do you? While you're doing that, I'm gonna see about this interesting story. Okay. I'll read everybody a story after you pull these pictures up. Time. It's a scary story to tell in dark time. Woo! Scary time. You getting it? You getting it? You doing it? Yeah. Doing big things, big stuff and things. I can't believe your puppy is a hundred pounds though. I know it's crazy. It's a big ass dog. See the scratch marks right here? Yeah. Whoa. That's crazy. Oh, look at that resolution. There we go. That's really like, weird. I think he was up in his tree stand, so this was like 10, 12 feet up in the air. Those are deep, too. And, like, look, this branch is broken. You can't cut branches. It would have snapped for sure. It was Those an alien dog. I mean, hey, we're approaching 2023, so... Anything's possible. I think anything is possible at this point. <laughs> Anything is very possible. Let's put his okay. trail cam out there and see if he can catch I was just going to say, you need to tell him to put something out there to catch all this stuff. Yeah, he has trail cams. He just hasn't caught anything like that yet. My trail cams haven't caught anything weird yet. Well, I mean, there was that weird, like, deer that was looking straight into the camera. That was weird. There's, yeah, deer doing weird things on my cameras. The one that was standing? Did I show you the one where his head's just, like, literally in the camera? He's yep. Like yeah, I laughed pretty hard. The one that was standing up, though, was really funny to me, too. Yeah, deer doing some weird shit. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read everybody a thawie. It's not terribly long, so we'll see how long this takes. But A wealthy man wanted to go hunting in a part of northern Canada where few people had ever hunted. He traveled to a trading post and tried to find a guide to take him, but no one would do it. It was too dangerous, they said. Finally, he found an Indian who needed money badly, and he agreed to take him. The Indian's name was DeFago. De, De I'm going to call him D, because that sounds really wrong when I say it. They made camp in the snow near a large frozen lake for three days. They hunted but they had nothing to show for it. The third night, a windstorm came up. They lay in there listening to the wind howling and the trees whispering back and forth. To see the storm better, the hunters opened their tent flap. What he saw startled him. There wasn't a breath of air stirring, and the trees were standing perfectly still. Yet he could hear the wind howling, and the more he listened, the more it sounded like it was calling Dee's name. 
Oh, it is Defago. It's and then it's just like, say Diego. It's well, it's it's literally the word here says Defago. Diego. I kind of like Diego better Diego. too. Diego. And then I must be losing my mind. The hunter thought, but Defago. Diego. <laughs> Had gotten out of his sleeping bag. He was huddled in the corner of the tent, his head buried in his arms. What is this all about? The hunter asked. It's nothing, Diego said. But the wind continued to call him, and Diego became more tense and more restless. Diego, it called. Diego. Suddenly, he jumped to his feet and began to run from the tent. But the hunter grabbed him and wrestled him to the ground. You can't leave me out here, the hunter shouted. Then the wind called again, and Diego <laughs> broke loose and ran into the darkness. The hunter could hear him screaming as he went. Again and again he cried, Oh, my feet, my feet, they're burning, my feet are afire. Then his voice faded away, and the wind died down. At daybreak, the hunter followed Diego's tracks in the snow. They went through the woods, down toward the lake, then out onto the ice, but soon noticed something strange. The steps Diego had taken got longer and longer. They were so long, no human being could have taken them. It was as if something had helped him to hurry away. The hunter followed the tracks into the middle of the lake, but they disappeared. At the first, he thought that Diego had fallen through the ice, but there wasn't any hole. Then he thought that something had pulled him off the ice into the sky, but that made no sense. As he stood wondering what he'd had happened... The wind picked up again. Soon it was howling as it was the night before. Then he heard Diego's voice. It was coming from above, and again he heard Diego screaming, My fiery feet, my burning feet. But there was nothing to be seen. Now the hunter wanted to leave the place as fast as he could. He went back to the camp and packed. Then he left some food for Diego and started out. Weeks later, he reached civilization. The following year, he went back to hunt that area again. He went to the same trading post to look for a guide. The people there could not explain what had happened to Diego that night, but they had not seen him since. Maybe it was the Wendingo, one of them said, and then laughed. It's supposed to come with the wind. It drags you along at great speed until your feet are burned away, and more of you than that. Then it carries you into the sky, and it drops you. It's just a crazy story, but that's what some of the Indians say. A few days later, the hunter was at the trading post again, and an Indian came in and sat by the fire. He had a blanket wrapped around him, and he wore his hat so that you couldn't see his face. The hunter thought there was something familiar about him. He walked over and asked, Are you Diego? The Indian didn't answer. Do you know anything about him? No answer. He began to wonder if something was wrong, if the man needed help. But the man, that he couldn't see his face, Are you all right? He asked no answer. To get a look at him, he lifted the Indian's hat, and then he screamed there was nothing under the hat but a pile of ashes. That's an interesting account, because I've never heard it told like that. No, the wind thing? Yeah, although I I have heard that it, it comes, like, you'll hear the voices and the sounds in the wind, so like... That makes sense, though. That's so creepy to think about. Was it windy the night that you were out there, Cam? Yeah. Yeah, like, and as was too. It was like fifty mile per hour. Gusts. Well, we that was yeah. right before that big blizzard came through. Yep. Yeah. So maybe that makes sense too. And then that's the other question. Yeah, too. maybe it's like perfect conditions for like it to manifest. Well, and the the other thing too is like if you are taken by a Wendigo, 
what happens to your body? Does it eat you? They become it... you. It sounds like exactly like what what happens after the fact. Because he he thought he found Diego again. That's interesting. But it wasn't Diego. It was a Wendigo pretending to be Diego, right through his body, probably just to kill and eat people. Yeah, I have another story that I could read too, but it's longer. If you guys want to bear with, or Riley, do you want to read it? Because I can send it to you in the chat if need be. Send it to me in the chat. Alright, since I just rambled on for a while. Okay, if I can fucking do it. In the private chat. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you... What's the macro for copy-paste? Or for paste? Is it... Control, not control P, because that's control, that's cut. How you drop it? It is? It's control V. Yeah, that's what I was looking for, is V. That's all I do at work. Well, because my computer's being stupid, but I got it. It's up there. That's all you gotta know to make money in this world is copy paste. Copy paste, baby. I couldn't remember if it was P or V, and I was like, it's not P, Prince P. Alright, but there you go, you should have it now. Alright. It's kind of long, but it's worth it. So it is a creepy pasta. Could be based off true events. You never know. You never know. People hide it in the story. I'm trying to see who it's by so I can give them their credit. But it's on a creepy pasta fandom page, so this is you know a legit one. Should be free licensing right there, boy. It's on a public page. <laughs> All right, my screen just froze. Oh, if it froze, I can always do it. Here, I'll start you off, and you can just take over. Let me scroll back to the top. Okay. It was my friend Caden's birthday party about a month ago, and I must say, it was pretty fun. My three friends, Enrique, Cody, and Ian, and I went over to a party at his house. We went there on a Friday and stayed over for the night. We played video games, ate cake, and best of all, drank a crap ton of soda. I miss those days. <laughs> This fun ensued until 3 o'clock in the morning when his dad finally told us to lie down and fall asleep. We did the first thing. We did the first thing, but not the second. We got some sleeping bags out and just talked for another hour or so. We joked around, talked about some stuff, and then the topic of the Wendigo came up. The Wendigo is a cannibal demon of Native American mythology that I wrote a short, scary story about in my creative writing class in school. I let my friends read the story the day before, and they said it was scary, but I figured it was more scared by the picture on the cover page than the actual story. The picture sure was frightening. It showed the portrait of a Wendigo, the skull-like head of a deer placed on a human-like bipedal body, with long, narrow arms and fingers and crouching, long legs with hooves like a horse, the body that looked like it was rotting away, as if the Wendigo was a corpse. It had blood dripping from its long, sharp teeth. Enrique loved the fact that the Wendigo scared Cody and Caden so much. He basically teased them in the black of the night it was coming to to possess them, turning into the cannibalistic spirits. Shut up, they would tell Enrique. Seriously, shut up. What are you, scared? He would taunt them. I thought the entire thing was really funny, as of course, there was no such thing as the Wendigo. But I couldn't tell that they were getting that they were getting more and more afraid. Once Caden looked away at the window without the blind over it, he thought the Wendigo was staring at him through the window. 
He was too scared to actually get up and shut the blinds, so I did. Enrique continued to tease him. He got out his laptop and Googled images of the Wendigo. Then he went on the Wikipedia page for the Wendigo. He read along all cultures in which the Wendigo myth appeared shared the belief that human beings could turn into Wendigos if they ever restored to cannibalism or alternatively became possessed by the demonic spirit of a Wendigo often in a dream. That's interesting. What's a demonic spirit, Ian asked, watching the taunt unfold? Enrique Googled it. He found out that a demonic spirit is like a ghost, except it can possess your body and have control over your action. Also, he found out that you could say a demon's name out loud and you have summoned it. You have made it its duty to possess you. Well, if that's true, Enrique said, Wendingo, 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 come get me, Wendingo. Enrique shut up. Cody and Caden said, both of them on the verge of throwing something at his face. I interjected, you guys, the Wendingo is fake. Now shut up and go to sleep. Whatever, I'm tired and anyway, Enrique said as he yawned, and we fell asleep. The next morning, I woke up and went to the bathroom. Nobody was up, yet I decided I would eat some cake from yesterday for breakfast. I went to the fridge and got some as soon... I wish I could do that. <laughs> as soon as I turned around, I let out a frightened screech. Enrique was up and was in my face. Whoa, you scared me there, I said. No response. He just gave me a face, a chilling face. His eyes were sunken in, and he gave me a non-smiling, wide-eyed, pale look. I sat down at the table, ate the cake. Soon, Ian and Cody and Caden got up. A few hours later, my mom picked me up, and I went home. That night, I went to bed afraid of the Wendigo. I remember what Enrique had said, and I became increasingly more and more frightened. Eventually, I gained enough confidence to finally just sit up in my bed and say, It doesn't exist, so I'm going to say your name, Wendigo. A few seconds passed. C. Taylor... There is no Wendigo, I told myself. Then I heard scratching noises at my bedroom door. It started out barely audible before it became louder and louder and louder. Oh God, oh God, what have I done? The scratching noise was so loud I thought that it was going to break down my door, whatever it was. Finally, I got out of my bed and approached my door. As I started walking towards it, the scratching got louder and louder. My hand inches away from the knob was hesitant to open the door. From the tiny... From the time my hand was inches away to when I finally opened the door, it felt like an eternity. I twisted the knob and slowly slammed the door open, and I didn't see anything. I heard a barking noise, and I looked down and saw my bulldog, Fat Chops. <laughs> it's a great name. Fat Chops. Fat Chops. Relieved, I let my dog into my room. On Monday, I returned to school, and my school is a charter school that has a dress code. And on that particular day, I received a detention for forgetting my to wear my belt. That's stupid. The next day, I had soccer practice, so I knew that I had to serve it that day. The day went on normally, but at 3 o'clock, I had to go to Miss Foster's room to serve my detention. I was the only one in the room after... with or, Only one in the room with her. Um, words are hard. After a few minutes, she told me that she had to go somewhere really quick. Okay, I said. About a minute later, I saw Enrique outside the door, and he came in. What's up? I said. Glad that he was there. He looked at me with the same pale face he had given me earlier with his sunken in eyes and neutral expression. Are you okay, dude? I said. No response. Hello? He got up and went to the corner of the room and just sat there. Enrique, I said, growing more and more uneasy. Enrique, I repeated, Enrique, dude, you have to start to, you're starting to scare me. All of a sudden, he put his face at this, or up at the ceiling and transformed into a hideous, pale-skinned, jagged-toothed creature. Afraid, I started slowly moving backwards. He was possessed by the Wendigo. 
I broke the window in the classroom and ran out of there. Next to the school, there were some trees that I thought I could hide in. I ran probably a hundred feet to get into the trees. As soon as I got into the foliage, I hid behind a tree trunk that was wider than me. I was afraid to look back at the school, but slowly I turned my head backwards with hesitant to, but I wanted to see if there was still following me. As soon as my eyes were facing towards the school, I was face to face with the demon. I ran further into the trees. They were covering up the sun, so it got darker. The air was very humid, yet cool breezes came by. Eventually, I think I lost them. I felt like I had been running from the demon for hours. Sure enough, I looked at my watch, and I was already 7 o'clock. Even though I had lost my pursuer, I still felt a bit of... Sorry, I still bit my fingernails in terror. Finally, I got out of the forest. Trees led me to the road, lit with one street light. The road only had a few houses on it. I started walking down the road, looking down when I raised my head and saw it under the street light. My bulldog, Fat Chops. Fat Chops. I, I fucking love that name. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Uh, I ran to her, started petting her. Who's a good girl? You are. Yes, you are, I said in a baby voice. What are you doing down here, Fat Chops? Huh? What are you doing? She started whimpering. I looked behind me, thinking maybe she was whimpering because something out of my field of vision. I was hesitant to look back, but slowly turned my head and saw nothing. Oh, it's okay, girl, I reassured her. I started walking down the road as Fat Chops followed me. As I started getting further away from the streetlight, it got darker and darker. Eventually, I saw another streetlight. I still kept walking. I saw another light further down. Finally, I passed five of these posts, and underneath the light looked the time of my watch. It was 9 o'clock. I had been on that road for two hours. I started running in a hurry and looked behind me. Fat Chops was nowhere to be seen, so I started running back, looking for my dog. Fat Chops, I would call out. Fat Chops! Fat Chops! Oh my god. As I went under another streetlight, I looked at my watch. It was 12 o'clock. That seemingly short period of time was three hours. I went up to the light pole and saw a missing poster for me. Past the streetlights, I looked at the house in front of me. It looked exactly like the house I saw before. Dazed, I started running as fast as I could to go to the next streetlight. Checked the time and saw it was 1 in the morning, even though it felt like 5 seconds had passed. I ran further, and eventually the streetlights came closer and closer together. I looked down at my watch. Each minute passed in a fraction of seconds. Finally, my clock read 3 a.m. and stopped. It was the devil's hour. Suddenly, I tripped on something and fell in the street. As I recognized my footing and looked down the street, I saw a pair of very tall legs. As I looked up, I saw them connect to a skeleton-like body with long arms and slender fingers. Then at the top of the body was a skull-like head of a deer. Come here, it said in a raspy, deepish voice. My body froze, and it started coming closer and closer and closer. It was right in my face, but then I regained my muscle movement. I fell back on the pavement, closed my eyes, and just hoped it would make it, I would make it out alive. As soon as I opened them, it was morning, and I walked back to my house, and my mom was sure happy to see me. Taylor, we missed you so much. Where have you been? She said. As I walked in, I heard her tell the story about what happened, so I didn't. Do you know where Enrique is? He's been missing too, she told me. I simply nodded, or nodded sideways. They never did find Enrique. Nobody knows what happened to him, but I do. The Wendigo hasn't quit either. At night, I constantly hear whispering in my ear. My window gets knocked on, and I have nightmares about it. But before it comes to possess me in my dreams, I always wake up. I always fight for my body. Well, I'm not going to fight it tonight. I'm done dealing with the Wendigo. What if that's what would have happened to you and to Jenna? I'm fucked. <laughs> You've been having dreams, Cam? 
Yeah, you've been having some spooky spooks. Yeah, not not that I can recall. I mean, not specifically, no. But you're just a superhero, or you turn into a dragon. Those kind of dreams. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just weird. It is weird. I think there's all kinds of weird stuff out there that you know you can't explain, and 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 who knows? You know, you hear about these people that you know go crazy quote unquote go crazy or whatever but you know how much of that is you know right it's just it's interesting it's yeah like is it a psychosis or like a brain thing or is this stuff like really really messing with people's like like state of minds at this point right think of if you really saw this how much it would mess you up if that's ptsd inducing yeah you'd be so paranoid like all the time and you wouldn't know how to explain it to anyone because just sounds crazy exactly you know like they say you know something's after me and you know you hear about stories of that people talking about that you know you don't know what you encounter but you know you hear about all these like you said you know these encounters these different cultures and you know native americans and and and, middle eastern cultures have the same you know similar stories too so i don't know where there's good there's also evil and you just never know so i just never dismiss and i'm never quick to just dismiss anything anymore at least right there's always two sides to a coin like you can either take it how it is or you can look at it for what it isn't and a lot of people will look at both sides and have really good viewpoints on either side but the truth lies in the middle Exactly, and, and not to say there isn't crazy people out there. I mean, we know that you know mental illness is real and things like that. But right. when you hear about these stories, and it's just interesting if you can correlate things, anyways. But yeah, I agree. It's it's odd. We try to do a lot. It's like we try to correlate little parts. That's why it's so interesting that both of you had an experience so close together that were so pretty similar. Like, yes, similar. there was differences, but they were very similar. And it's that time of the year, you know, there's not, people aren't outside, it's not, people aren't boating, fishing, you know. Yeah, like most that, people are know? just shut-ins now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good chance for the Wendigo to take advantage of, you know, solo people out in the woods. Yeah. If you think about it, because a lot of, I mean, right now, if you go walk your dog right now, like, there's not many people out there, is there? You're going to get snatched up. No, there isn't. You know, you're lucky to see... You know, during the day, you might see one, two people every once in a while, but at night, I mean, there's nobody out there at night. No, not many people go down there at night. It's dead. Unless it's about 50 degrees out, you probably won't catch me outside unless I have to be. (laughs) Can't relate. You work in it, so I don't want to hear it. Well, shoot. Those are some interesting stories for sure. Yeah, I think Wendigo... Keep on the looks for this one. I want to know if anybody else has any more interesting stories. Out of, like, a lot of the, like, you know, Native American, like, legends, I think this one is, like, the most true. Yeah, I, this is the one that I believe in the most. Like, it just doesn't make sense that enough. More than Bigfoot, honestly. Probably. Well, just look at how many different tribes, like, it's passed down through their like lineages where it's like it just doesn't make sense that every single tribe and culture all across the world would have exactly like like the plains indians and the why would every 
like, why would this culture talk about it with this culture and then them go, oh, yeah. Like, how would they do that? That didn't, that type of word travel didn't exist back then. No. Right. Right, right. And you have all these... Today's day and age, yeah, sure. But, like, way back in, like, who even knows, like, before, like, 400 BC, then, like... The BCZs? Were, were they telling this story about us, you know spirit that changes shape and eats people probably well and like where are they gonna get that like how do you want to say like we see movies and shit like that and we can draw parallels from it but they didn't have that back then right they didn't know what a movie was they didn't know what cinematic like thinking is like I think like humans think like a movie you know, like when you're thinking about like a memory or something, you put it in like the sense of a movie or like we're walking after these. Yeah. So my yeah. thing is, I feel like I saw a video about explaining this like earlier, and I thought it was kind of true. Something has had to happen for people to start telling tales. Yeah, obviously. Exactly. Like yeah, Salem witch trials. Like exactly. that happened because. And it's told in history because it was fucking crazy. Nothing like that had happened really Burn around the here witch. where they're just burning witches. You're a witch. Like the, in the mass way that they did. You're showing too much ankle. Burn her at the stake. <laughs> it's crazy though. I. I don't think that it's a mass hysteria where people are just like once one person makes this up and then it just catches on like a wildfire. I just don't believe that. Game yeah, like really fucked up telephone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You never know what's out there. Yeah, I mean that's a big reason why we do the podcast because it's like there's just too much shit that we don't know about that Nine, nine times out of ten, I'm gonna put my money on like a good half of this stuff is probably real, and a lot of it is probably malarkey. But I would say there's there's a lot of evidence pointing towards this stuff being real. I mean, shoot, yes. there's like a good percentage of the ocean that has not really been undiscovered yet, so I believe there's other stuff out there. We know more about the moon than <laughs> yeah. we do our own ocean. That's the craziest part. It is. It's odd, you know, and they've only recently. You know, discovered some of those greater depths in the past ten years too, with yep. with some and of these still, and things. Yeah, and there's still untouched parts of the world too that we've never seen, and who oh, knows what's crazy. there. Yeah, you know it's all right. Well, we've almost been live for an hour now, so we want to thank anyone that has tuned in we didn't and watched us. If you haven't yet, like then subscribe if you've enjoyed our little talk about Wendigos and the recent encounters we've had they've had <laughs> yeah I want to thank you guys for being awesome guests we'll have to do this again soon come up with our topic and then talk about it cause it doesn't always have to be like first hand accounts but no. it's always fun to talk to our friends it's fun to like relate them to like stories that are out there too to find like you know those parallels. It's cool. Very cool. It's very cool. 
But you can find us on every podcast streaming platform out there if you haven't yet. It gets so redundant after you say it 108 times. <laughs> I'm just going to say that every time instead of saying all of the different freaking channels because it's too many. To it gets count. taxing. Um, we want to thank Cam and Jenna for joining us and telling their stories with us. Yeah, we don't think you're crazy. No, <laughs> I don't think you're crazy. I think I'm crazy. It's okay. <laughs> We might. Be. I don't know. Either way, something's weird, you know. It, there's there's something out there in Things the Michigan go woods. Bump in the night. That's yeah. true. Right. That's why you should always remember to keep your ears and eyes open before it really goes bump bump in, in the, the night. night. Bye. Peace. Love y'all. <laughs>